Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The following program is a production of Chilling Entertainment and the creative team at Chilling Tales for Dark Nights and a proud member of the Simply Scary Podcast Network. Visit simplyscarypodcast.com to learn more about this and our other weekly storytelling programs and become a patron today to show your support and get instant access to our extensive archive of downloadable ad-free tales of terror. Thank you for listening. And enjoy the show. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 13 of Horror Hill. I'm your host, Eric Peabody, and in my little corner of the country, the temperature has been dropping lately, and the weather has turned snowy. With things getting a little grim outside, it seems to me like it's a good time to turn our attention to winter festivities, like hot cocoa and snowball fights. That's right, folks. We have a whole month of winter-themed stories for you, starting today. However, no amount of snowball fights and hot cocoa will keep the protagonists of today's story safe. In this chilling tale, brought to you by fan-favorite Corpse Child, a father and his young son eagerly await the first snow of the season. Their excitement is tempered by several bizarre occurrences, like the sighting of a stranger on their property and a schoolyard rumor about a hungry snowman. You're listening to the standard edition of this program. If you'd like to show your support and enjoy ad-free versions of this and hundreds of tales from our audio archives dating back to 2012, Visit simplyscarypodcast.com and click Patrons in the upper menu to sign up today 
to get instant access from our friends at Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. Did I mention they were ad-free? Thank you for your support. And now, from author Corpse Child, I give you The Snowman. More than presents, more than food, and more than even getting to see Santa for the first time, my son wanted nothing more than for it to snow this Christmas. Every year for the past three or four years now, I'd keep promising him that I'd break out the sleds and the two of us would spend the day out there. Unfortunately, God seemed to keep having other plans, never allowing it to get cold enough until about a month or two later. While this wouldn't completely ruin Christmas for him, I could tell it was something that put a damper on his spirits. All that being said, it was a bit of a relief to me when, earlier in the week, it was said over the TV that the high for the next week or so was 33 degrees, with the low being as low as 21. This, coupled with the 60% chance of precipitation, made for exciting news to break to him when I picked him up from school that day. Hey, Daddy, guess what? He squealed. What's that, sport? Our principal, Mr. Dicker, said there might not be school tomorrow because they're calling for lots and lots of snow. I grinned. I could see his little face beaming from the rearview mirror. Is it true, Dad? Do you really think there'll be snow this time? You know what, Tommy boy? I heard the same thing. Dad, he groaned. You know I don't like being called that. I'm a big boy now. I sighed. I know, I know. Trust me, your old man's noticed. Immediately, the boy's annoyance was replaced with excitement as he began bouncing in his seat. I can't wait to go sledding again. I chuckled again at this. The rest of the day went normally after that. It was later that night, while I was finishing dinner for us, that I took a peek out the kitchen window and began to see little white specks starting to fall from the night sky. Tom, come check this out, I called. He came sprinting out of his bedroom. What's up, Dad? I pointed for him to look out of the kitchen window. Check it out. You know what that is. Snow, he cheered gasping and bugging his eyes. He started whooping and hollering and jumping around the kitchen. Again, I couldn't help but smile at this. So young, so easily excited and so full of energy. Hey, okay there, buddy. Be careful bouncing around the kitchen like that. I pointed to the boiling pots of spaghetti and meat sauce. That was his favorite. He slumped a bit and gave me a sly, apologetic grin. I grinned too and ruffled his hair before telling him to go get washed up and ready for supper. He bolted off and I began making our plates. As I was about to set the table, I glanced out of the window again. Already, after, I'd say only about, oh, two, three hours maybe, I could see the flurries starting to form a thin white sheet over the backyard. Yeah, I thought. Tommy's gonna have a blast tomorrow. Dinner was going great at first. He was telling me about his day at school while I gave him the brief, as interesting as possible summary of my day at the office. Then, out of nowhere, Tommy hits me with this question. Hey, Dad, have you heard of the snowman? I frowned. Snowman? I asked skeptically. You mean like Frosty? He shook his head. I noticed when he asked this, he had this rather nervous sort of look on his face. What's wrong, buddy? Well, I heard that there was a kid one day who got taken by the snowman. I heard that he takes boys and girls my age and they're never seen again. And exactly who told you this? I asked, raising my eyebrow. Fred Munder, 
He told me during recess the other day. I let out a sigh of relief. It was something one of the other hyper-as-hell first graders tried to stuff into his head. Nothing more. Well, how does Fred Munder know about the snowman? He shrugged again. Says his brother had a friend who got took by the snowman. That right? I asked, playing along the best I could like I might have been buying into any of what he was saying. He nodded his head. Yeah, it was a dark, snowy night, and the kid and Fred were out playing. They were having lots and lots of fun, too, having snowball fights, sledding, and making snow angels and stuff, you know? I nodded. But then, Freddy's buddy said he could see the snowman watching them from the house across the street. Fred didn't believe him, though, and told him he was being a Freddy cat. Did the friend try to tell anyone else? I asked. He shook his head. Nuh-uh. Fred told him he was just making things up and that he was going to be called a chicken for the rest of his life if he ran away. So they kept playing? Yeah. And that's when the snowman got him? Nuh-uh, it was later. They kept playing outside all day until it got dark. And then they went home. A couple days later, when Fred was able to go out again, he went to go try and get his friend to come outside and have another snowball war with him, but he was gone. The parents told Fred that he disappeared in the night and that there was snow all around the house. And so that's why you believe that there's this snowman that'll get you. Well, it's really just Fred that's scared of him. But you're not, right? He shrugged his shoulders. Eh, not really. I grinned, patting his head. He beamed a smile back up at me. Good. Because you know your old man's not going to let anything take you away from me, right? He giggled. Silly dad, you're not old. He chimed. I laughed at this. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. After supper, I had him go to take a bath while I cleaned the dishes. Ten minutes in, I'm about halfway through the dishes when I hear Tommy's voice calling out to me, saying, Dad, I think there's something wrong with the hot water. I can't get anything but cold water. Confused, I put down the dishes I was cleaning and made my way to the bathroom. I knelt down to the tub and turned the hot water knob. I waited for about half a minute before holding my hand under the faucet. Sure enough, like the boy'd said, the water was ice cold. I tried turning it off and on again several times. Still, nothing but cold. I got up and went to the end of the hall to open the fuse box. Sure enough, everything was where it needed to be. The hot water circuits were set to on. I frowned. What the hell? Did the gas line break or something? Well there, buddy. I said, coming back to the bathroom. Looks like we'll just have to skip the bath tonight. Okay. What's wrong with it, though? Don't know, buddy. Guess that's just something else Daddy will have to look at getting fixed soon, isn't it? 
He snickered and said, Yeah. Well, in any case, go on ahead and brush your teeth, then it's off to bed, okay? His shoulders slumped and his head dropped slightly. I patted his head and said, Hey, come on. You gotta get your rest for tomorrow, remember? It wouldn't be any fun for my snow buddy to be all tired before we even get started, would it? He looked back up and smiled again. Yeah, you're right, he exclaimed, noticeably growing more and more excited. He then stepped in and began brushing his teeth. After I was finished with the dishes that night, I began folding and putting away the laundry, setting a change of clothes aside for tomorrow for me and Tommy. While I was doing this, I took a peek out of the window through the kitchen into the backyard. By now, the snow had laid down another good foot or two. Along with this, I noticed how the temperature throughout the house was starting to drop. It was a slight drop, granted, but enough to have me want to set down the clothes in my hands and check the thermostat. When I did, though, I was surprised to see that it wasn't displaying anything. What in the... First the hot water, now this. I tapped on the thermostat to try and see if maybe that'd make it do anything. Nothing but a blank screen. The room started to get noticeably colder. I tried, fruitlessly, a few more times to make something happen with the damn thing before saying to hell with it and returning to the clothes. Unfortunately, because of how cold it had gotten, I couldn't make much progress on the clothes like I was wanting to. In the end, I ended up just setting the pile to the side for later on tomorrow. Still, of course, setting aside changes of clothes for myself and the boy for tomorrow, and going to bed. That night was rough, too. I was tossing and turning the whole night, just trying to wrestle with the covers and keep warm as the temperature continued to drop and drop. No matter what, though, my bedroom felt like I was sleeping in a giant icebox. Even plugging in the space heater, as well as piling on two or three other blankets, didn't seem to help. God, I can't see how Tommy is not bothered about this right now. I finally managed to actually get a little bit of sleep at around 3 in the morning. Unfortunately, the operative words there were a little bit, because come 7 o'clock sharp, Tommy came barreling through into my room. So excited, I was sure his little heart was going to give out. Dad! Dad! He shouted, roughly shaking me awake. Dad, wake up! Come on! I groaned, stirring, and rolled over to look at the clock. God damn it, you had to wake me up right on the dot of sunrise. All right, hang on there, buddy, okay? Give Daddy a moment to wake himself up, all right? He loudly whooped before bounding back off my bed and back down the hallway. I sat up in my bed, my arms and legs extremely stiff like they were stuffed with lead bricks. After a moment, I noticed that I could actually see my breath as I sat there. All at once, my body broke out into the most abrupt and most violent shivering fit I've ever had, before or since. I staggered to my feet and slowly made my way to the bedroom door. As I went, the floor felt like I was walking on a block of solid ice. I made it, albeit just barely, to the doorway, where I then checked the thermostat again to see if maybe it might work now. Needless to say, it wasn't working, nor could I seem to make it work. The screen was still blank, and nothing I did would get it to come on. This began to concern me a bit. Great, I'll probably have to get someone out here to fix the damn thing. I decided it'd be a matter for later, though, and got dressed in my warmest clothes possible. Tommy was jumping around at the front door, his little head about to explode. Well, better not keep him any longer. We went out, and what's the first thing the monkey wants to do? That's right, snowball war. It wasn't anything really elaborate like you'd see on cartoons or something with, like, snow forts or anything like that, though that was something he and I had talked about maybe trying before. 
No, this was basically two hooligans running around in the front yard, screaming and hammering each other with snowballs. Basic, and just the way we liked it. Eventually, though, both my fingers and my nose started to freeze up a bit, so I called a ceasefire and asked if we could do something different. He then suggested making snow angels, and so we did that for a little bit until my arms and legs began to go numb. In case you can't tell, despite calling these my heaviest winter clothes, they weren't exactly doing well at holding up. Still, I did my best to try and make it the best time possible with my son. This was a once in a blue moon opportunity, and I couldn't just flake on him and ruin his fun over not being able to stand a little cold. Well, okay, a lot of cold, but still, this was for Tommy. So long as he was happy, I'd gladly keep playing till I became an icicle myself. At one point, Tommy asked me when we were planning on building a snowman. I paused. Huh? Yeah, a snowman. Come on, we gotta build one. I couldn't help but groan a little. We have to? Yeah, come on, Dad. We've always talked about wanting to build one together, remember? I looked into his eyes. They were pleading. To be fair, he was right. We had always talked about wanting to build a snowman together. The world's largest snowman, no less. I sighed. <sighs> yeah, okay, come on. He whooped and cheered before starting to roll up the snow to form the base. He managed to do a good chunk of the work on his own before eventually I had to step in and help him push the snowball along. We managed to get it to a nice little size of about four to five feet tall and about three and a half to four feet around, one of the perks of having such a large open space in the front yard. We'd started trying to make the body of the snowman when I finally had to tap out for a moment to warm my hands back up. I told him and tried suggesting that he do the same, but he insisted on staying outside to finish the snowman. Not even a mug of hot cocoa was enough to tantalize him to come inside for a little break. Still, I figured I'd at least make a cup for myself and leave some for him if he changed his mind. He didn't really want me to go, of course, but I insisted I needed to warm up a bit if I was going to keep playing. I went in and brewed a small pot of cocoa using my grandma's old tried-and-true method of adding a bit of coffee creamer to the mixture for extra sweetness. About 15 or so minutes later, I was sitting in the chair facing the front window with a fresh cup of hot cocoa in my hands while watching Tommy struggling to continue rolling the snowball around. I couldn't help but find it both adorable and a bit pathetic at the same time. Finally, he stopped and was doubled over, panting. Yep, any moment now he'll be coming inside, asking for cocoa. I couldn't hold back a sly little grin at this. However, what happened instead was something that damn near made me die right there where I was sitting. I'd taken my eyes off the window for only two seconds, if even that, to take a sip of cocoa when I looked up and, from literally out of fucking nowhere, I saw my son being approached by this tall, grown man in a black hoodie. It was honestly a miracle I was even able to keep hold of the mug from the way my entire body was prone to wanting to jump out of the window. I couldn't make anything of the stranger's face, as he was wearing shades and his hood was pulled over to conceal most of the rest of him. I bolted over to the door, throwing it open. When I did, both the man and Tommy turned and looked at me, startled. The stranger exchanged a glance between Tommy and me before darting off. I instantly went for Tommy, scooping him up and tightly embracing him. Dad, you're holding me really tight, he complained. I released him and asked him frantically if he was okay. Did he try to threaten you? He shook his head, looking puzzled at me, like he somehow wasn't understanding what almost happened to him right then. Did he say anything to you? I asked him. I mean, he told me he was going to help me build the snowman. 
He said he knew how to build really big ones and even how to bring them to life. I raised an eyebrow at him. Huh? Come to life? What do you mean? I didn't figure he'd have a really great explanation for this. But then again, I wouldn't before have expected him to almost get himself kidnapped by strangers either. He'd known better than to talk to people he didn't know. As it was, he just shrugged his shoulders. Did he tell you his name and where he came from? His head lowered. No. Okay, and did you give him your name? Yes, he said weakly. I pinched the bridge of my nose. Tommy, I groaned. Son, we've talked about this, haven't we? What are you supposed to do if you're approached by a stranger or anyone you don't know? Run and get help, he muttered. Uh-huh, so why didn't you? Be because Dad, he said he was going to help me finish the snowman because you left. Son, you could have been taken. He'd have taken you away from me and done God only knows what with you and I'd have never seen you again. And all because of a stupid snowman? Stupid, he muttered, his voice starting to break. His eyes were wide and I could tell it wouldn't be long before the tears were in full effect. Great going there. Just had to call it stupid, didn't you? I closed my eyes and sighed. Listen, buddy, it's not stupid. I shouldn't have... No, you're right, he interrupted. It is stupid. Just forget about it. With that, without another word, he turned and began walking toward the house. I stayed where I was for a moment, feeling like the jackass that I was. Before getting back up and heading back into the house myself... I glanced once again in the direction I saw the stranger flee in. Who the hell was that? Where'd he come from and why the hell was he at my house in my front yard? What did he want with Tommy? What did bring the snowman to life mean? I mean, sure, that was probably just his way of luring Tommy into his trap, but still. I shook my head. Get a grip. He's gone now, whoever the hell he was. At least, I hope to God he is. Inside, I found Tommy sitting at the table, looking absolutely dejected. I walked over to him. Hey, buddy, I began warmly. You know, I have some hot cocoa for you if you're interested. He looked up at me blankly. It's made extra sweet, just like you like it. Sure enough, this was suitable enough to provoke a smile out of him. Mallows too? He asked. I grinned and winked, saying, Yep, Mallows too. His smile widened, and I warmed his hot cocoa in the microwave before adding a generous mountain of marshmallows. We decided then to take our cocos into the living room and turn on the TV. We watched a few cartoons for a while before Tommy said he was finished with his cocoa and went to go play in his room. Now, finally having control over the TV again, I decided to start channel surfing before finally stopping on The Today Show. I watched that until, during a commercial break, a breaking news segment came on. Breaking news! This just in late last night, convicted felon Roger Callahan was spotted roaming the woods near East River Road just outside Willow Lane. This had me once again frozen at attention. That was just right outside of my neighborhood. This caused me to look over to the window, almost out of reflex. Roger Callahan was apprehended two years ago in early 2020 for the assault and alleged murder of a young boy. He served four years in prison before being let out on parole, under strict house arrest. Police have been on the search for Callahan for three weeks now, after having violated the terms of his parole. This is a picture of the man. A picture of a large, broad-shouldered man with long, shaggy hair and a scraggly-looking beard appeared, with the header reading, Roger Callahan, age 37, 
approximately 225 pounds. GPD is advising residents in the neighborhood of Willow Lane and the surrounding neighborhoods in Weeping Willow, North Carolina to be cautious and to please report immediately if you or a loved one is believed to have encountered this man. Authorities have also strongly advised that, under no circumstances, should anyone attempt to confront or detain Callahan themselves, as he is reported as being possibly armed and highly dangerous. The number for the GPD hotline is as listed below. The number then replaced Callahan's profile. The report then went on to say that children are especially vulnerable to attacks from him. I had to cut the TV off after that. To say I was shaken after that is a grievous understatement. No, I was racked after that. My head was spinning while my heart jackhammered in my fucking chest. I couldn't take my eyes away from the window again. That guy in my front yard, that stranger that just wandered in from nowhere and tried to talk to my son. That was him. It had to be. I didn't exactly see his face, sure, but even still, the height and build of the guy was a dead-on match for him. He was right there, only seconds away from claiming my son as another victim. And he's still out there somewhere. And now he even has Tommy's name and address. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I quickly swiped the phone and dialed the GPD hotline number. It took almost 10 minutes, likely due to the already shitty reception of the area plus the snow, before I was successfully connected. The whole time, I stared out through the living room window almost certainly expecting the guy to suddenly appear again, staring through at me. When I finally was connected, it was everything I could do to try and keep my composure while trying to explain what the hell happened and where I saw Callahan run off to. They replied that a unit would be dispatched to search the area and to keep the doors locked and try to stay inside as much as possible. I thanked them and hung up before going to Tommy's bedroom. In my panic, I ended up throwing the door to the room open, startling him. Tommy was sitting in the middle of his floor, little green army men scattered around him. Uh, hey dad, what's wrong? I stood in the doorframe to the room, out of breath. He set down the soldiers that had been clutched in his fists before hugging his knees to his chest like he always did when he thought there was some kind of trouble. Dad, what's wrong? I managed to slow my breathing down. Calm down. He's still here. He's still safe. Uh, <laughs> nothing, buddy. Seriously, everything's alright. Daddy just had an episode, that's all. His frightened eyes remained frozen on me. I stepped into the room and stooped down. Hey, so what you got going on here? I pointed to the scattered plastic soldiers. 
He looked down and replied, Oh, well, right now the American troops are trying to fight uphill and take the fort from the Jerry's. This made me snicker. He called him Jerry's. Oh, really? And how are they hanging in there? Not good. The Jerry's have a bunch of machine guns that are cutting the good guys all up. I couldn't help but snicker at this as well. Admittedly, I thought, I probably should have waited till he was older to sit him down to watch Saving Private Ryan. Oh well. If nothing else, it sure as hell took my mind off the whole Roger Callahan thing, for the time being at least. Tommy and I played our little reenactment of the Battle of Omaha Beach for almost an hour before deciding it was high time to make lunch. As I did this, however, I noticed it continued to get colder and colder. Looking at the thermostat again, I saw that it was still out, the screen displaying absolutely nothing. After throwing together a microwave corn dog and some chips for Tommy, I decided to brave the outside and attempt to check the fuse box once again. Just like last time, nothing seemed out of place that I could see. The switches were all flipped in the right direction. All except for one, that is. It was the switch to the gas line through the house, the one that would allow for the circulation of AC through the house. I frowned at this as I flipped it back on. What the hell? How did that one get flipped? Why? I knew I hadn't done it, and I was pretty sure I hadn't accidentally caused a breaker flip on accident either. I knew Tommy couldn't have done it as well. Even if he didn't know any better, which he very much did, he wouldn't have known where the fuse box was or even how the hell any of them worked. He'd have likely flipped more than just the one breaker, if it was him. But then, who else could it have been? Why was another far more daunting question. Why flip the breakers at all? and especially why that particular one. After flipping it back and closing the fuse box, I caught something else out of the corner of my eye that made my joints freeze, and not even from the weather. Leading out from the entrance to the basement under the house was a messy set of footprints. Each one, at least each that wasn't obscured by a bunch of snow, was at least twice as big as my own, both in length and width. Walking closer, I saw that, as well as this, the lock that had hung on the latch of the door had also been cut. My eyes almost blasted right out of my head when I saw this. What in the holy fuck? Who the hell was tampering with the basement lock? Panic flooding through me again, I ran back into the house, slamming the door behind me and frantically drawing the curtains in the living room. After that, I fell onto the couch. For hours, I laid on the couch in a manic daze. At least 76 flavors of panic, ranging from, what the heck is happening, to, what in the unholy name of fucking God is going on here? all swirled in my mind at the same time. My body felt like it was in limbo because of this. Before I knew it, I happened to glance at the clock and see that I'd managed to lose almost five hours, and that it was already getting to be 5.45 p.m. Looking out the window, I saw that the sun was already almost halfway gone behind the tree line. Stiffly snaking my way off the couch, I went to look in on Tommy again. I could hear from the other side of his door that he was playing around with his toys again. I drew a deep sigh of relief. He was still safe. With that, and with the heat running like it was supposed to again, I decided to make some of the baby back ribs I had stored in the freezer for supper, along with some fries. While I was cooking, though, I thought I could hear a faint thumping sound. It was coming from the hallway, and, at first, I figured it was just something Tommy was doing with his toys. Suddenly, I heard Tommy come trotting up into the kitchen with a look of worry and confusion on his face. Daddy, he said. 
The snowman's throwing snowballs at my window. I frowned at him. Huh? Then he took my hand. Here, I'll show you. I followed him into his room where he pointed out of his window. Outside, everything was still, quiet. No snowballs or anyone throwing them anywhere around. There was, however, a snowman sitting in the middle of the front yard. Holy Mother of... I turned to Tommy and asked, Son, did you make that? He shook his head. Are you sure? I'm positive, Dad, I swear. I could tell from the frightened look on his face that he meant it when he said he didn't know about the snowman in the yard. Okay. Well, did you see anyone else making a snowman in our yard? Nuh-uh. I looked back out. The snowman stared back at me with a blank, soulless smile that looked all the more demented under the cover of night. I closed my eyes again. Just calm down, okay? So, there's a snowman in the front yard. Yeah, that's weird, but there's no reason to be afraid of it, right? I took another deep breath. If nothing else, there are cops patrolling the area. One way or another, everything will be fine. I ruffled Tommy's hair and told him to go play until supper was ready. He looked hesitant, so I told him he could watch TV in the living room instead. He was still hesitant, but ended up relenting in the end. Soon after that, Tommy and I were eating at the table together. Neither one of us was in any kind of talking mood. After dinner, I told Tommy to go brush his teeth and get ready for bed. While I was cleaning the dishes, I heard the thumping noise again. This time, it was coming from the living room window. I dropped what I was doing and bolted to the window. When I looked out, though, nothing. No one was around, save for the snowman. The snowman was throwing snowballs at my window. I shook my head, grimacing. Come on, that's ridiculous and you know it. There's no such thing as a living snowman. Have you ever heard of the snowman, Dad? I stared at it from the window for another ten minutes before finally forcing myself to break away and return to the kitchen and finish cleaning the dishes. I managed to finish the dishes and was heading to bed when I heard it again, that thumping. This time, I told myself I wasn't going to bother with the window. I needed to get a grip or else I'd end up losing my mind from both exhaustion and panic. I went to Tommy's bedroom and quietly peered through a crack in the doorway. The room was dark, but the moonlight was such that I could still see Tommy fast asleep. I closed the door then and walked away to my own room. Almost as soon as my body touched the mattress, I was instantly out. It was not a peaceful sleep, though, and more like my body and mind were both crashing like a fucking computer. Either way, though, I was out, cold. The next morning, the sun bled through the window into my face. Already, I could feel that something was wrong. I was awake, but not like it was yesterday. I woke up on my own instead of Tommy barreling into my room. I jumped from my bed and went into the living room. Nothing. The TV was off, there were no toys, no noise, no Tommy. Next, I went into the kitchen. Nothing. No noise, no mess, no toys, and no Tommy. Tommy? I shouted. Nothing. Tommy! I made my way all through the house. Everywhere was empty, quiet, no messes, no toys, no noise, no Tommy. Finally, 
I reached his bedroom door. I called out his name one last time before opening the door, causing my heart to stop dead in my chest. The room was empty and quiet. There were toys, and there was a mess, but no Tommy. The window was shattered, and I could see spots of red staining the covers on his bed, as well as small streaks of it leading from the bed and through the window. But I think the most haunting part was that, along with the red streaks, there were also footprints, large footprints tracking from the bed to the window, all covered in snow. Have you ever heard of the snowman? You've been listening to The Snowman by Corpse Child. Corpse Child is 21 years old and harbors a fascination with the art of terror and the macabre. When he's not watching horror movies or reading horror novels or stories, he's always crafting his own chilling gospels of horror to terrify and eternally rob you of a peaceful slumber. Many of his horror stories have been featured and adapted to audio narrations by a wide variety of YouTube narrators, including some of the bigger names in the field, as well as the ones commissioned on the Chilling app. He was also featured in the debut issue of ill-advised records, The Dark Door Ezine. You can follow him for more of his work through his Facebook and his subreddit, r slash corpsechildgospels, as well as purchasing copies of his books, Damned Whispers, and The Other Side on Amazon. Well, folks, that's all we have for tonight. I'll be back next week for more chilling stories, both literally and figuratively. Until then, stay safe, stay warm, and keep your eyes open for unexplained footprints in the snow. If you enjoyed what you've heard on today's program, please take a moment to stop by our iTunes page, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts, and leave us a five-star review and a kind word. It makes a huge difference and would mean a lot to me. If you'd like to hear a premium, ad-free edition of tonight's and all of our other episodes, visit simplyscarypodcast.com today and click the Patrons link in the menu at the top of the screen. You'll find yourself at chillingtalesfordarknights.com where you can become a patron for as little as $5 per month and get access to our entire audio archive dating back to 2012, including past episodes of this program, all of our other shows, and hundreds of standalone releases, all of them ad-free and available to download or stream. Thanks so much for your time and for giving our sponsors a try today. When you support our sponsors, you help support this show. And that means a lot to me. If you happen to use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, you can follow and subscribe to Chilling Tales for Dark Nights there, where you'll get all of our latest updates and new releases and have the chance to interact with us each and every week. As for me personally, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, username Viking Guitar and also on Instagram as Viking Guitar Productions. Until next week, listener, when we meet up once again atop the Horror Hill for yet another dance with darkness, I bid you good night. Sleep tight, listener, and if you hear scratching at your door or thumping at your window, don't open it. The darkness may have found you, but it's up to you to let it in. You've been listening to the Horror Hill Podcast, a production of Chilling Entertainment and the creative team at Chilling Tales for Dark Nights and a proud member of the Simply Scary Podcast Network. 
Visit simplyscarypodcast.com today to learn more about our network and our other amazing storytelling programs. Tonight's episode was hosted by, and its featured tale performed by, yours truly, Eric Peabody. Selected stories have been adapted with the kind permission of their respective authors. Original music provided by Nikki McSorley and Eric Peabody. Finalization by Craig Groshek and S.K. Brown. Got a terrifying tale of your own that you'd like performed? I take submissions. Email it to us today at submissions at simplyscarypodcast.com to have your work considered for future production. If you enjoyed what you heard on tonight's program and are joining us on your favorite podcast app, please subscribe to us to make sure you never miss an episode and leave us a five-star review and a kind word. Your feedback means a lot to me. You can also follow Chilling Tales for Dark Nights and yours truly on social media to connect anytime and get the latest updates on this and our other programs. If you're listening on the Chilling Tales for Dark Nights YouTube channel, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button and the bell notification icon as well to get more spooky tales from me and the crew and another episode of this program each and every week. And don't forget to hit the thumbs up button to let us know how we're doing and leave us a kind comment. Lastly, don't forget to visit us at ChillingTalesForDarkNights.com and consider supporting the team by becoming a patron. In addition to helping us out, you'll get exclusive access to our audio archives and ad-free downloads of all of your favorite stories, including those you've heard on this program. As for me, you can hear more of my work on the Chilling Tales for Dark Nights podcast. However, I will be back next week with more terrifying tales to keep you up all night. If darkness is what you're after, listener, your search is over. Yet, let it be known, you haven't found the darkness. The darkness has found you. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.